Hey everybody, this is M. And this is R. And together we are Mr. Board Games. Lonely Table. So pull up a seat and join us at our lonely table while we go on an adventure with Archie. Another Archie adventure on the spaceship in the game Nemesis. <laughs> Welcome back to our lonely table. It's not so lonely when we have friends. It's picking up. I like it. <laughs> so before we get into what we played this week, I just have to point out two things. One being that R took it upon himself to write on our whiteboard that we save for modern uh, detective my catchphrase so I wouldn't screw it up every single time i mean you're doing a fine job oh just... yeah sure except for it was annoying the crap out of you a little bit considering <laughs> you went back if you look back on the introduction day you were all like oh this is totally gonna be my phrase yay and then you don't stick with it <laughs> because i mean i stuck with like what 85 percent of it oh my favorite is when you did the o when you do the oceans which you haven't seen yet i'm gonna make you watch it when we're done here the oceans unboxing because you are so uncertain about your catchphrase. It's hilarious. To be fair, I because I think before we filmed that, you were being like, "You keep getting it wrong," and then I got it wrong. It's fine. It doesn't matter. It's it's all fun and dandy. So if we've learned anything, I am not consistent. But no, you are though. Here's the thing. Consistently awful. Here's the thing though. In every single episode. Despite the fact that you have screwed up what you wanted to make your slogan or your saying, you have been consistent. Instead of saying, keep it, you've been saying, stay on. It's been consistent in that regard. <laughs> just consistently wrong. It's just wrong, which <laughs> is a problem when it comes to the editing portion at the last part of the end card on the YouTube videos. I'm sure you've, you've had to have seen by now someone, at least one of them, where I put the slogan. <laughs> so... We'll see. Yeah, hopefully that you have been directed here from our YouTube channel. If not, if you're just kind of here to listen to us ramble, you've discovered the podcast first. That's excellent. We also have a YouTube channel. We do have a YouTube channel. We also have social medias, but that's a whole different story. So much social media now. We have all the things minus Facebook because it is a corrupt world. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't... Something about Facebook. You know, I remember that back in the day, Facebook was all all the rage. It but. was, because it was really like, when we were in high school, when I went to university, it was the cool new thing. It was like a way to keep in touch with the people you went to school with. Like That was the original purpose. And then it kind of evolved into this, well, now I can, you know, keep up with all my friends, you know, friends from high school, friends from university, they, people I worked with, family, cousins, whatever. And then it's kind of just morphed into this thing where every other post is an ad. Mm -hmm. Nobody actually really posts a lot of anything there. 
basically just have it so I can use Messenger because it's a convenient way to have group chats. Mm -hmm. And I scroll through it every day for like two minutes to see if there's anything there. But there's really not. Like there's nothing of value. And Facebook is often a lie. Let's put it that way now. I mean, that's everything on the internet, but <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know how many people I know who think something's true because I saw it on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's easy to get down that rabbit hole of like, oh, look, somebody posted this like outrageous clickbait article. It's obviously true. And nobody ever fact checks anything. And I'm pretty sure people share articles without even reading the entirety of it. Nope. They just read the title. They read like the tagline. How many people do you know that have said, oh, it must be true because I read it on Twitter. Oh, it must be true because I saw it on Instagram. Zero. People. Exactly. Because Twitter and Instagram, even though they offer ads... Like Twitter does for sure. I don't. Oh, Instagram for sure too. Like, but it's a platform that is one hundred percent sharing. And I mean, Twitter is a hundred and twenty character limit or something like that. It's very small. One hundred forty. Okay, yeah. sorry. And it's just little snippets. You can't really tell a whole story with a with a Twitter. You can. You just have to get creative. It's like the other thing is well, the other thing that annoys me is that now Facebook basically owns everything, which good on them but come on like really did you need to sync instagram and facebook messaging no nobody needs that nobody wants it or at least i don't want it maybe i shouldn't speak for everybody somebody must want it out there because it's a thing we live in a connected world M. I don't like it i want to be says, disconnected from people says the girl who has apple products that okay yeah okay. Oh, oh oh yeah yeah <laughs> like i can't even argue with that but the fact of the matter is it's like the only two apple products i have are my ipad and my yeah. phone and i had seriously contemplated switching phones but then there's a lot of apps that i use for work that are not available for android fair enough so like if they're not going to be available for Android, then I'm, and I use them frequently enough for that to be annoying, then I'm going to keep my Apple phone. Also, the whole idea of like the apps that I do use, the apps that I did pay for, having to buy them again for okay, Android. Okay, fine. You fell into the trap. It is it's, a trap, though. Yeah. And I, it's a trap with either. Like, you get an Android phone. Yes, you have more options for phone. Yeah, no, but it, and it is, but it isn't. I mean, Samsung has their own ecosystem. Um, Sony has their own ecosystem. Google doesn't really have an ecosystem because it's across all Android phones because Android is created by Google. Um, so I guess it can get convoluted at times. It can, but I mean, like, yes... Like, Apple, you're kind of pigeonholed into this one category. And that's how Apple keeps consumers, really. It is, by making it hard to leave because you have to give up mm -hmm. 
everything you do have and completely branch out. Like if I had switched to an Android phone at the beginning of university or whatever, then I would probably still be with Android. But the fact of the matter is when I went to university, the iPhone four was a big thing. Not Way to date yourself. <laughs> really dating myself. But it was. So, and it was really the only smartphone out there. It's the only one that really did text and internet access and play music. I mean, it was so basic if you think mm -hmm. back on it. Like, there wasn't a whole lot because it was like merging the iPod with a phone. But it was the only one that really did that. I, unless you went Blackberry. Which I've also owned. For the record, we are not bashing any platform whatsoever. If you're Android, you're Android. If you're Apple, you're Apple. I've owned every single brand at this point over the years. Including the Chinese brands. Yep. <laughs> yep, I certainly have. I think the only thing I haven't had is a Windows phone. That's the only thing I haven't used yet. Oh my gosh, a Windows phone. Yeah, but Windows phone. And I have a Windows computer. That's Yeah, it's good enough. All right, okay. so we have veered off into a random world of smartphoneism. Oh, digressions! It's great. Is it though? Is it really a? Is it really a digression? We kind of do this, don't we? If we kind of do this, this is kind of. Hopefully, this doesn't annoy you. If it does, you can skip ahead like what three or four, ten minutes, um, and skip that part. Um, and just listen to the part about the board game. But I feel like you're missing a lot of who we are if you do that. We love all of our fans. Although we'd probably at this point have none, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Recording things before you release them and don't know what people like and uh, what works and what doesn't and what hooks people in. But hopefully we get some fans along the way and they can help guide us. Winging it. Uh, now we'll go back to what we were originally okay, here for. Okay, back to what we were going to discuss. Nemesis. Uh, although that would have been a great segue for something else. I'm using it in the future. Nemesis is a board game we just played. Nemesis is a game by um, Awakened Realms. It is a miniature game. It is a very big game. It takes up a lot of our table. Um, yeah, there's not actually really room for other people when we play. Well, there <laughs> could have been. There could have been. I mean, it's it big enough for it. but fishy. Yeah, probably. Well, anyways, you need to really have a matter. big table is what we're getting at. Yeah, we're getting at that. <laughs> it is a sci-fi horror game. Very thematic. We have fun playing it. Uh, it's actually not as difficult as I had thought it was back in the day. We did it. We There's two wonderful how it's played. There's a like a 25-minute one and a one hour, 50-minute one. It's 50-minute or one hour, somewhere in that. Yeah, right. it, and that's the one that's like if you scan the QR code on the rule book. Yep. It's the one that you go to. But since the games come out, there's lots of there's other resources now. Uh, the point of the game of Nemesis is you are trying to fix a broken ship without dying by the intruders. And make it back to Earth. Ultimately, I feel like all the objectives are to return to Earth. You can play it in various modes. You can play it as a semi-cooperative. You can play it as a cooperative. You can play it as a solo game. We kind of did a little bit of a combo today. Um, we did a solo objective, which we did not accomplish. Um, and we did our personal objectives, which 
we did not accomplish. Um, you were close, though. I was close, but I made a stupid decision. But it is what it is. I should have gotten um, the escape pod when I had the chance. Yeah, you should have. And I should have not discarded that one card. But it is what it is. Um, we don't really have a winner. Because technically we didn't have a win at all. We we got back to well, Earth. Well, one of us made it back to Earth. Yeah. We got back to Earth. And I brought my friend Steve. Who I carried for the majority of the game. Dude, um, I don't know why you just, just rolling with my homie. Hey, you know, Archie. Uh, Archie needed... He went from being a doctor to going into space. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, it took us hour 42 hours, I think. Yeah, which I think is an average length from for the game. Because it is lengthy. It's played... Well, the time tracker is 15 rounds. Mm-hmm. And... We're only two people, and if each player, as the rounds roll out, you each take a turn, and then there's an event phase. So there's player phase, event phase. Like, I feel like it's unrealistic for it to take much less than that. Um, I mean, unless you're playing by yourself. I don't know why you really want to play that game by yourself. Um, but yeah, with two people, it does solidly take us two hours. And I feel like it took us that long the first time we played, too. Maybe a little bit longer. But on your comment of why would you play it as a solo is because they've actually built the campaign for the game. Uh, yeah, there's a full, there's a okay. full campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That campaign can also be played with two players. It's done in a comic book. It's two ver two. Do we own this? Yes, we do. Why have there. we not played it? Because I was trying to be spoiler free. Okay, well, I mean, more not why have we not played it for the YouTube channel? Why have we not played it in general? Because we have a crap ton of games that uh in our cabinet that we haven't touched yet and we well one of us me um has a problem and buys more yeah maybe we should just put on like freeze your i don't i don't even know like in the old days you used to like stick your credit cards in the freezer like in a block of ice and freeze them and then you'd have to chip them out in order to use them but that's not a thing anymore (laughs) it could be yeah but you could still Spend money from your credit card. That's true. But that's, yes, there is a campaign put in place in, as well. Uh, the first half of the game was boring. It generally is. It's a builder. I guess you could say it's a builder at that point. Build yeah, the tension. Like you're building tension because the whole thing is as you move about the ship, you're making noise. And the noise attracts the intruders. And if you make enough noise, the intruder kind of like jumps out of the vents at you or comes out of the corridor at you and is like, ah, here I am. And it makes your heart race when those things moments happen because it depends on what's going to go happen. You roll that dice and I know the tension's there. You have the dice and you're like, please no, no, I need to get a one. I just need a one out of four and I'll be fine. And you roll the dice and you get you're one and you breathe a huge sigh of relief and you're able to continue on. Yeah, because once those intruders come, like you're kind of foobard. Yeah. Uh, There's no good way. No. To get away. Because you try to run away, they hit you or could hit you. You stand in a fight, they're kind of mighty. Yeah, so it's... I mean, if you're me, you pulled the queen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was suspicious. 
I was suspicious because we were playing that first half. It was actually an hour. The first hour. It was the first hour, and we were doing good. We weren't complacent. We weren't, like, you know, settling. We were just doing good, and I'm like, this is not good. Yeah, like, we had explored a good half of the ship. Because bad things are supposed to happen, and they haven't happened yet. And then when the bad thing did happen, we got the worst of the bad things. Yeah. <laughs> It's like karma. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we should have just had something bad happen sooner. Maybe it would have been better. But it, it's true, though. Like, I feel like the first time we played it, like, so long ago now. Like, when we... A year ago. Yep. A year. A year ago. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what we were doing. I don't know if we were doing something wrong at that time. Or maybe we were just luckier this time. But I just felt like... We weren't even that far into the game, and it was like, boom, intruder, boom, intruder, boom, intruder. Like, know where you turned, and then it was like, things on fire, things on fire. It's luck of the draw. <laughs> None of the engines are working. <laughs> luck of the draw. We were just... Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. We did great this time, though. We did pretty good. Yeah. I and surprisingly I th survived. And you know what? Even if you don't win... It's still a good game. It's still fun. It's not all about the winning. Exactly. That's the next point. Did you have fun? Yeah, I do. I have fun with these kinds of games. Uh, the one thing I like about this game is it gives me serious nostalgic vibes. Like, not nostalgic to, you know, my childhood. Nostalgic to my university days where my friend Kevin... Mm -hmm introduced every like there was a bunch of us yep. in our res to Battlestar Galactica and then he bought the Battlestar Galactica board game and we used to sit in the basement of our residence and play it like a nerd like the uber nerds that we were and it just nemesis to me plays similarly to that like yes in the Battlestar Galactica when you have you know, your Cylons and your humans and you're, but you're trying to jump the ship. Yep. You're trying, you're uh, doing event, going through events. You're moving your character around and you have secret objectives. Like there's a lot of similar aspects, which I really like. And it's fun. I like it. Although it sucks because the chances of you surviving or whatever when the bad guys show up is low. It's not like an Arkham Horror where all hope is lost. Uh, <laughs> they did excellent design to actually give you a fighting chance, which is what happened to me, which is probably my top moment right now for that game. Not the fact that I survived, it's the fact that I wheeled away and was like, all right, now I'm faced off against two other adults. I am totally, and I've already got one, two wounds, totally going to die, and then I didn't. Yeah, Definitely. They ran away. One of the better <laughs> moments, for sure. And I think, for me, like, the most frustrating thing was at the end, we revealed there was two cabins or whatever you want to call them on the ship that we hadn't explored. And the one, like, I had an option of, like, a fork in the road, and I went left. Should have gone right. What I was looking for was right. Yeah. And I could have at least gotten off the ship, but I would not have completed my objective because I didn't have enough shiny things. 
Uh, yeah, well, you at least you would have been alive. But I would have been alive. Instead, I died. Yeah. Because the larva buried into my chest. Yeah, it was it was gruesome. Oh, it was gruesome. Um, I think it's kind of well designed, uh, given the, the where it's at. I think it's well designed. I would definitely play it again because the replayability is there. Oh yeah, it's epic. Like the there's so much variation there. The events are variable. The intruders come out. You pull them from a bag. Like you have tons of characters to play with. Your yep. rooms get shuffled on the board. There's two sides to the board itself. Mm -hmm. There's the campaign mode. Like I feel like Awaken Realms did an excellent job at putting this game together. They have thought of a lot of things. Like I can't even think of something in the game that they didn't think to address. I mean. They only have a, a small variant with the tiles. Like, there's one set of basic rooms, which is going to be the same every single game, but then there's the advanced rooms. But they're rooms. in different spots. Yeah, they're different spots, and there's only, like, I think there's three extra, three or four extra, so it's only a slight variant. Uh, same with the little event tokens. There's only a few extra of that. But that's not where the replayability comes from. It's replayability comes from the fact that they've got a crap ton of expansions. Well, two or three. Um, plenty of characters... Plenty of objectives, and you know that's you never know what you're going to get next out of the the bag. I think for you, one of the more annoying parts was the fact that you were trying to kill the queen, and every time she drew to see if she oh. was alive, she was always one yeah over. <laughs> like she had six wounds, she has a a defense of seven. You're like yep. the last time I drew, she had a defense of six. And she had five wounds, and then it was eight, and she had seven wounds. Yep, she was on top and of And I things. was like, Jesus, I just want to go back to that room. I would play the game again. I'm going to have to play the game again, because there's the campaign mode, which I said is in two different comic books, and there's the Void Seizures expansion, and there's the Carnomorph expansion, and there's tons of other characters we haven't used yet. I will play it again. Will you play it again? Well, I feel like just because you want to play it again, I'm going to play it again. But you I don't would have play, to. There's I so. would play it again on my like not on my own, but like I would play it again too. Like I do find it enjoyable. I kind of like games where winning is hard, but not impossible. But not impossible. Yeah. Where there's actually some effort that needs to be put in in order to win the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would play it again. The other good thing that I got on this one, I have to point it out, is that there's a 15-turn track. The game will never last longer than 15 turns. Yes, yeah. So there's always a set amount of time to get it done. The Variant is how long it takes you to think about what to do. Other than that, your game will always end after fifteen. After fifteen, it's not yeah. a game where it could go on forever like and ever and ever and ever. Using a classic, using Risk, it goes on for a very long time. I know plenty of people oh, who had Monopoly. Risk, Monopoly, Monopoly, <laughs> exactly. At this point, I don't really have anything that I want to talk about in regards to improving the game. I recommend it to someone who actually the other thing I like is the fact that we have the terrain bits makes it even more real. It was, I recommend it for a person who is looking for that thematic game, looking for that sci-fi horror and wants to feel on edge, 
and is not upset with losing and dying. Yeah, if you're a super competitive person, maybe not the game for you. Um, thematic, 100% if that is your thing. If you like sci-fi, definitely a good game for you. If you like miniatures, also a really great game for yep. you. Uh, the miniatures are really well done. We got the semi painted yeah it's called uh, it's like appreciated it's called sun drop shaded they're instead of being just the gray mono tone yeah um printed copies they have little green and black details to them you could paint them if you really wanted people that paint miniatures good Good on you i do not have the patience or the skill for that so some of them are good, and that's why if you want the painted, you can buy the painted ones from Awaken Round, but they're like a thousand bucks. They will paint all different figures, but it's a thousand bucks. It's expensive. Yeah. If you're looking for a business to get into, and you have the patience and got the dexterity, think about painting miniatures for people. You can make a lot of money. Just check Etsy, check anywhere. You can make a lot of money on that process. This is the second miniature game I I had, and this is the first one that I actually really played i mean i still haven't touched the imperial assault one as much this helped me understand why people like miniature games Mm -hmm. so if you like miniature games it you can get sucked into it for sure as we always do every single episode we do we give the game a rating a rating of zero to five zero being just skip over the game altogether five being a staple in your collection we don't rate games in respect of a review or recommendation-wise, we put it on what we think, how it fits in it. For this game, she's going to be shocked that I'm going to say this, but I cannot rate this game, and I will not rate this game. And the reason why I'm not going to rate this game, it doesn't. it's not a zero, it's not a five, it's nowhere in between. The reason why I can't rate this game is because this game is for a very special audience. This is a very niche market. This is something that you have to be in it to get it. And for other people, maybe it does become a staple. Maybe it's something they can pass up. I can't rate it. This is not a classic like a ticket to ride or small world or something that is easy to learn, maybe a little bit challenging to learn. This is literally, to me, this is a very, very specific market, a very niche market. And if you are not into this type of game, then you're not going to be into interest. You should not get this game. You have to be involved. That's how I'm going to pace it. As weird as it is to say, no rating because it's a niche market. See, that doesn't even shock me, though, because this is where I was struggling with giving it a rating. Because if it is something that you're super interested, if you love sci-fi, then yeah, go and get it. But if you're looking for, like, a family-friendly, you're trying to build a family-friendly collection, then eh, probably not a good game to get. That's why when we were prepping for this, I said, oh, well, I have, like, two ratings because if you're into it, I would give it a four. Like, it's a great game to pick up. Um, It's simple to learn. It's a good beginner game for that niche market. But, if yeah, if you were on the other side of the spectrum, if... It's not really something that you're interested in. I would say don't get it. I would give it a zero. Yeah. 
which pains me <laughs> to give anything a zero. I don't think anything fails um, at what it's trying to do. But yeah, if I were to recommend it to my friends who, yeah, are not really into sci-fi, building young families, looking at games that they want to bring their kids up playing, no. Just no. Well said. And like like I said, it's, it's a very specific. There's What I mean to say is if you look at certain games, like a deck-building game, Seven Wonders, Legendary, Marvel Legendary, those things, they all share the same mechanic kind of thing. This shares mechanics with other miniature games, I think. I haven't really played a lot. It shares mechanics with other games, too. Like, but, it does have a deck-building component, but the things that you're adding to your deck are not good. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very much. So that is our thoughts on this game. We thank you all for checking it out. Uh, we appreciate you joining us at the Lonely Table. Um, we, When we first started doing this whole podcast, we were a little nervous. Not even just the podcast, but the whole channels and stuff. I've been come to enjoy it. And I hope, M, have you been enjoying our few things? Even though it feels like work some days. Yeah, and I feel like the times it feels like work is when we are overworked with real work. Yeah. And that we're just trying, being like, oh, well, we've got to start producing some content. And... But it's not like it has gotten us back into playing board games. I feel like the last year we had these big hopes that we would play board games, but also in the back of our mind really wanted to do this channel. So we didn't play a lot last year. And I think because now we're set up for this, we play a lot more. Mm -hmm. And it is enjoyable. And I think we're just finally finding our groove here, even though it is a pandemic and you... We can't have large social circles. We have been able to, you know, connect with people that enjoy board games that didn't really have experience, mm -hmm. that we've gotten to introduce it to them, and we get to bring them into this where we're set up to film and record a podcast and get their take on it, which I think is really unique because how many people actually talk about, you know, the first time, the very yeah. first time they've played a game or experience something, right? All those details are going to be an episode in itself. I can almost promise you that. Um, in the meantime, this I know we're, this is still new and we don't have a whole lot, but for those who have come by up to this point, thank you. We appreciate and you. And we hope to put out some more content. Uh, so once again, that was Nemesis. We Neither of us can really give it a rating. It's a niche market. It is. It's definitely fun, yeah. definitely replayable. It's something you should at least take a look at. If it's not for you, it's not for you. And I just want to throw out one more thing. If you have suggestions on things you want us to ramble about, thing, um, games you want to see us play, things that you're literally looking forward to, things that you really liked, let us know. And until next time, keep it on the rails. And the dice on the table. Thanks, everyone. Have a great night.